So UFC, here I am with these suspect picks, which man, late in the day, right? Uh, I just I just wanted to talk up this fight card. I know you're like, oh, here we go. Here's this hipster goes again talking up these fight cards. I'm just tired of y'all trashing these fight cards, man. How are you gonna get the higher fighters gonna get paid more if you keep trashing the card? It doesn't work like that. You pay them more. Pay them more. Then we get better fights. No, on what planet? What universe do you know? <laughs> Hell no. You don't. Where y'all come from with that? Stop. That's like McDonald's. Hey, if we pay y'all more, you're going to make better hamburgers? No. You're going to get the same hamburger, fam. Yes, what you getting. Don't matter who working there, you're getting the same hamburger. Pay them more, pay them less, the same damn menu, same. Me no. I wouldn't do it. You give me a whole lot of money all of a sudden? I'm not, no. Yeah, give you a whole lot of money. You do more. No. You just got suckered. I suckered you out of a whole lot of money. So, no, I'm not going to do more. I'm going to do the same thing. Whatever got me the money in the first place. I'm going to stick to the same damn formula. Whether it's doing well or stinking up the joint. No. Absolutely not. So, I wish people would get that. What planet do companies pay people lots of money huh no 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 yeah you, you, unless you got a college degree you, you're not getting a lot of money sorry i know what you're thinking like but wait the leagues but what about the leagues that function the leagues function differently but if you think everyone's getting a lot of money you are sadly mistaken Okay, yeah, I know. Like you like, because the point is, like, well, their minimum is no, they're shucking and jobbing, Jack. No, you're getting a hundred thousand dollars for a whole entire season to bust your ass and get hit. Ain't no comeback. The quarterback can't hit the defensive lineman back. He can't hit him back. Like, yo, man, I like how hard you hit me, so I'm gonna hit you back. No, and and, and the quarterback would, you know. 99.9% .9 of the time, get his ass completely whipped. Catch a full-on beatdown. If he even tried to say something, he got to go to the ref and whine and complain like a little like a little infant. And then, you know, the defensive lineman or whoever, you know, safety, whoever blasted him, you know, they get a little fine, a little smack on the hand. You know, you bad defensive lineman. That's it. When have you seen Tom Brady? He tried to get in somebody's face, but he'd get his ass whipped. He's a big dude, too, but he would get his ass whipped, bro. I don't care who's out there. On I don't care what part of defense they're playing. If, if he tried to get one, he would get his ass whipped. Yeah, no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's crazy. I think he's out of his mind. On a side note, I'm not leaving no Giselle Pooch in. I don't care. It can't be that bad, man. You got to find a way to make that work. There's no way. I, I, no. And go back just to get hit. I don't care how many touchdowns he scored. He's getting hit every time, every play. And he has to play every damn game for that same check. I don't get $14 million. No. Keep it. I want to be able to – I can't spell my – I won't be able to spell my name after a while. What, what, what does it matter? People say, no, I won't take that. I mean, take it starting out, you know, amount of years that he played, but continue. Nah, I will wrap that up. Hell no. Nah. The hell am I doing with my money? 
what I'm saying? But no, you crazy. That's a hundred thousand dollars. Every game you getting blasted, you getting your ass whipped. Nah, man, it's not the same. These fighters get paid that, you know, they get paid their check for one fight. That's it, and they don't have to fight for the rest of the year. Yeah, no, nah. it's not the same at all. Connor's getting three million. That's a lot, you know. It's, a lot of people say it's not a lot. That's three million for one fight, though, dog. That's not three million. You got to go out there play every damn down, multiple times until the season is over. Months. Hell nah, man. Y'all understand. It's not the same. Anyway. But yeah, I'm still tired of y'all trash teams. But yeah, you're not going to get... This is basically LFA. This is basically another LFA card. You're not going to get uh, that minimum wage rules in the United States. We import products in from China and India that are made by people who make a dollar a day, four dollars a day. Well... China increased their wage. Was it four dollars a day now? You know what I'm saying? India, you know, they switched over to India because they still what a dollar a day or some craziness like that. India, like, you know, we're talking about a country that's poor, billion people, majority poor. Like, nah. And then like, you see how the, how they're successful, <laughs> man. It's like you gotta be re-riches to be successful. You know what I mean? Like they're like bunch of like the ones who are successful is because they're like many versions of re-riches. If you don't know who re-riches is, I'm not gonna explain it to you because you should know. You filthy casual. <laughs> well, Tony Stark. Y'all know who Tony Stark is. That's basically who they have to be. Tony Stark. You know Bruce Banner out this joint to succeed. I mean that's how it is in America. But goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Huh. So yeah, no, you're not getting out of someone getting paid a low amount of money for someone else to be rich. So you got to deal with that. So, yeah, you're going to get providers harvested from light crops from LFA. You know, we have Invicta alumni, Alexa Grasso. Uh, starting off this card that changed multiple times. It was originally supposed to be Jarrett Cannonier, who was going to kill Sean Strickland. He was going to put him in a complete coma. That you talk about a fight that was a bad idea. Like, wait, you're gonna get the a dude who maybe fronting as a white supremacist? I don't know. Claimed he used to be, but he's not anymore. I don't know. He says so much stuff. I don't know. And Jerry Cannonier, I don't know what his brain function is at this point. No disrespect, but he would grasp something. <laughs> he would grasp something that Sean Strickland said, and he would take his frustration out on him. You know what I'm saying that would have been a, you know, like, yeah, we watched MMA to see ass whippings, but I, I don't really feel like that. I, as much as I would love to see a, you know, a Nazi, pretend Nazi, whatever the hell Sean Strickland is supposed to be, much as I would love to always see someone like him get his ass whipped, particularly by a black man. I hate to go there, but particularly by a black man. I really didn't feel like seeing that one. Honestly, I don't really want to see, feel like seeing either one of them right now. Uh, I do like seeing these ladies, though, Alexa Grasso. Formerly of Invicta, as I said, I believe is Kain. Kain is not pronounced Karen. Her first name is not pronounced Karen. Alexa Grasso is some fool. You know, fools come on time. Oh, I can't believe her first. That's not. It's, she's Mexican. Wake up, man. Get your head out of that. You know, what I'm saying, man. Americans irritate me. God damn, they irritate me. I'm American. They still irritate me. This woman out of Guatemala, Guatemala. Asik, Asik, how Asik, at least, ah, forget about it. I'll get it one of these days. Mexico, 
Although she's 29 years old, she's been in the game 10 years, people. 10 years at a Lobo gym, purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. She has six finishes via strikes, one win by submission, nine wins by decision, three fight, one streak, four and one in her last five, five, uh, th four and one in her last five. Come off that victory over Joanne Wood, her idol. She idolized Joanne Wood. We have the former pancreas strawweight champion, Viviani Adarujo, also out of Iron Fight Combat. 35 years old, Brazil. Black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Leo Vieira. And um, she's coming off that victory over Andrea Lee. Yeah, <laughs> y'all remember that fight, right? Yeah, I told y'all she was a Nazi. Andrea Lee. Told y'all. You know what I'm saying? Boyfriend's a Nazi. That's the umpteenth boyfriend she didn't have this Nazi. Your boyfriends are bigots. It means you're a bigot. That's that's just that's it, you know. And I know people saying, "Well, why is that important?" Uh, Andrea Lee, like she, you know, she has the tools it takes. First of all, she has the looks, and she has the tools it takes to be a star in the UFC. Blonde hair, blue eyes, you automatically going to become a star in the UFC if you do things the right way. You know what I'm saying? She could have been the next Paige Van Zant. I know a lot of people say, "Well, didn't Paige Van Zant suck as a fighter?" As a fighter, looks no. And they pushed her hard. They pushed her hard. If I'm not mistaken, she was ranked when she got smoked by Michelle Waterson, if I don't if I remember correctly. So I believe after that um, fight, Michelle Waterson got ranked and stayed in the rankings. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she should be a star right now. But she's not because, uh, you know, she messes with knuckleheads who gives her dumb plans. Biggest have dumb plans. You hear what he said. That's what they do. That's not a plan, bro. What's the plan? Because clearly she doesn't even have one coming in. Otherwise, this whole, you know, she wouldn't be sucking this whole entire fight. Like, man, she should have whipped Vivi's ass. I, you know, Vivi's regarded as well-rounded, and she is. But no, nah, Andrea Lee should have whipped her ass. Straight up. The only issue would have been a black belt versus a brown belt. I believe she's a brown belt, Lee. But still. But... We have, um, and she was, Vivi was ranked six, moved to number eight. They are both seven, eight in the rankings. I don't know how Chukagan snuck her ass into number one. I don't know what is it that the UFC sees in this chat. Well, blonde hair, blue eyes, but I just, Chuk doesn't really kind of fit that, what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, no offense. Oh, Quaker Town. I don't understand it. These, of course, as per usual, early numbers from Bet Rivers. Grasso coming in as a minus 205 favorite. I'm picking her to win this battle. I think Vivi is going to look good in the first two rounds. And then she's going to, her cardio is going to disappear as it always does. She has terrible cardio. And Grasso, Grasso's a little suspect with her cardio, but I think she'll last the whole five rounds because Vivi will stop with takedowns once her cardio tanks. Man, what was that fight? I can't remember. Shoot. One of those fights, her cardio completely was completely gone damn i can't remember all i can't remember shoot but yeah she always looks good in those first two rounds boy that third round comes her cardio starts taking a nap her cardio takes a nap you know what i'm saying we'll see how cup swanson's cardio but yeah favorite um favorite the favorite in this matchup i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure vivi is going to stay the underdog 
prefer the numbers with the betters coming in. I believe it's going to stay that way. Uh, Jonathan Martinez, I'm not sure as far as I know. He started off as a favorite at minus 180. Cub Swanson, 28 and 12. Jonathan Martinez, 16 and 4. We have 11 and 3. Vivi and 14 and 3. Uh, Grasso. Cub Swanson, 28 and 12. Man, 40 fights, baby, for that young man at 30. Uh, well, you know, he's not young. He, 30, you know, I can't, you know, usually, you know, 38, I'm calling him a geezer old time, but, you know, I got to, you know, this Cub Swanson. <laughs> I can't do that. You know, respect to him. And then, like I said, a lot of these fighters, as people, you know, I'm, whatever. As fighters, I got to give them the respect. You know what I mean? It's all about the fight game. Kevin Luke Swanson, 38 years old, out of Palm Springs. Height reach virtually identical for these two men going up against Jonathan uh, Martinez, who, man, I think I got one fight right. Legacy FC Combate America's fist fight night for Jonathan Martinez and, of course, the UFC. Former XFL flyweight and bantamweight champion is Mr. Martinez. And, of course, um, now with Mr. Swanson, Spotson coaches Joel uh, Joel Diaz, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu under uh, Reagan Machado. Started in 2004, people coming off that brutal beatdown of Darren e. Elkins. The damage last December, he's 3-5, and five in his, he's 3-2 and two in his last five. 13 finishes via strikes, 4 by submission, 11 wins by decision for Mr. Swanson. We have Jonathan Martinez, who is 28, 10-year difference between the two men. Um, Three-fight, one-streak. For the four at three fight one street for Martinez, he's four and one in his last five, seven and three in the UFC. Come off the UD one over Vince Martinez at UFC 50 Vegas 55. Um, I was going to go with Martinez, but I'm going to take a chance on Mr. Swanson. He should really whip Martinez's ass, but man, I think I picked Martinez's fight once. So if you're leaning towards Martinez, you're probably better off. Now, I believe Dusko Tudor. That <clears throat> excuse me, this dude's cool. Tudovic, middleweight battle versus I believe they're going to be fighting next under them. I believe, right? I believe he's going to beat Jordan Wright's ass. He's two and but Dusku is two and three in his last five. Both men have gone up against some heavy hitters. In the case of Dusku, Dusku, I know I'm like tearing his name up. Uh, in case of him, Chidi in Chukwani, Gregory Rodriguez. This will be Rodriguez, but I think he says Rodriguez. Punahele Soriano. So, you know, I, but like I said, I believe that Thunder is going to kill the Beverly Hills Ninja. 31 years old. He's on a three-fight losing streak, two and three in his last five as well. Also, like I said, he's faced some heavy hitters also. So, you know, it's not like these two necessarily are bums. It's just, and that's the problem with the UFC. You get the best coming in from each promotion. When they become champions, they automatically pretty much get dragged over to the UFC. Thankfully, some fighters, particularly the ladies, have been turning down the UFC because they know they're going to, nine times out of ten, if it's contender series season, that's where they're going to take bring them. And I just think that's a bad idea. Like, no, you sign me. I'm going to walk in and fill in for one of these fight night cards. Yeah, contender series. I man, I'm not. That's a whole different man. I don't. I love Tuesday night fights. 
I think I kind of miss them. I liked being, you know, checking out the Tuesday. I like Tuesday night fights, which I wish some of these promotions from Fight Pass would do Tuesday nights. Um, but yeah, that whole format, I can't, I don't like it. You know, oh, if you win this fight, you get in. That's fight math. What are you talking about? Like, nah, I, I can't. The whole criteria and this vague rule set that Dana has, you know, you can't be over 32, you can't be 14 and 7 or 14 and 8 or whatever. It's just, just I can't, it's, I can't stand it. Just make Tuesdays a fight night card. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We have, I believe it's Alonzo Menafield will be next versus Misha Sirkunov. Sirkunov. Now, uh, speaking of Dana White's contender series, we have uh, Alonzo Menafield two times. Two times. Second time's a charm. He went on and just, hey, let me go ahead and give this a shot. LFA alumni. Going to be hearing that a lot. Three and two in his last five. 34 versus 35-year-olds. The geezers are coming out. Five and three in the UFC. Uh, Misha is one and four in his last five. Losing to heavy hitters also, similar to uh, the guys at middleweight. He's six and six in the UFC. I actually think Misha, I think most people, I believe, he's the favorite, Alonzo. Oh man! Before I even get to this fight, but but I, I favor I actually I'm favoring uh, Misha in this one. He's a, he's he came in early as a plus one eighty underdog versus the minus two thirty favorite in Alonzo. Um, but yeah, so I favor. Um, originally, I picked Alonzo, but I think I'm gonna go with Misha for this as my underdog pick. Yeah, Oscar. Brandon Rival fight everyone was looking for forward to. Flyweight, we had men's flyweights, we had women's flyweights, and important important matchups because Grasso, like I said, she's the real one who would benefit from a victory because she can solidify herself in that division. And Vivi, I believe that that one would kind of be kind of the nail on the coffin for Vivi. I know a lot of people say, man, come on, man, you keep saying that. Everyone keeps saying like their career's over. She's 35 years old, and she lost to Chuk already. Andrade sits in front of them. Andrade. Okay, I don't like either one of their chances versus Andrade. I think Andrade would kill both of them. But Vivi with that suspect cardio, nah, fam. Try to out wrestle Andrade, no. She had to stick and move, and she's going to tire herself because people. These fighters think that striking saves cardio, like Justin Gaethje. It doesn't. It doesn't. If your cardio is bad, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're going to fade. You cannot fade against no damn Andrade. She would take your head off. Okay? Yeah, no. I mean, on a good day, maybe Vivi can outpoint her to a victory, but unless it's a three-round fight, she's getting killed. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Grasso, boxing, Andrade. All Andrade has to do is hit her one time. And much like, because everyone says the same thing. All the ladies say the same thing. Just never felt anything like that before. And, you know, Gross, neither one has faced anyone like Andrade. Ain't nobody like Andrade, really. Except for Val, who would kill both of them. So, yeah. But this, so, but it's still an important fight. It's still an important fight because Val's not going to be there forever. And Santos might take her out. You know, like straight up might take her out. And that's the end of the conversation. So, But 
Flyweight, important fly. That's important for, uh, battle at women's flyweight. We had men's flyweight. Oscar Asgaroff, this fool has a victory over Pantosia. So it's like, all you had to do is just come in, make the weight, and win. And win. He was a minus 215 favorite against Brandon Royval. Royval, like I said, I favored him. He's another underdog, 14 and 6, out of LFA as well, who I favored in that matchup because I just think the transitions would have gave Oscar fits with his wrestling. Sure, he would have shot in. He would have taken – because he, he can't stand with Brandon. He can't stand and bang with him. So he's going to have to lean on his wrestling. I just think Brandon is just such a – he terrorizes people on the ground. Um, and I think he would have actually scored a victory. But this would have been important. This is an important fight. And this idiot – I mean, not only does he miss weight, but he says no to catch weight. Come on, son. He – man, man, listen, I've taken his – boy, listen, don't mm. – anyway. Neil Magny versus Daniel Rodriguez got canceled as well. Uh, Brandon Davis coming off of a beatdown from Denea Bracriel, which broke a four-fight win streak for him. And, uh, Mena Martinez, also out of LFA and Fury FC, coming off a loss to uh, Ron Lawrence. UFC 271, which broke a three-fight win streak. Mana is coming in at the minus 165 favorite. Brandon Davis is 14-9. and uh, Mana is 9-3. He's coming in at the plus 132 underdog. Going with the favorite in that matchup there. I believe Jacob Mahon will be next up in our battle. I mean, the damn fight card will be on by the time I finish this, right? Going up against Nick Maximoff. Nick, of course, is the favorite in that matchup there. Of course. He's the minus one. Like I said, these are early numbers. Okay, these are early numbers. So we got Nick Maximoff coming in at a at, he's eight and one. Also, LFA alumni. Minus one fifty underdog. A minus sorry about that. He's at minus one fifty favorite. <laughs> I said that like what five times? Jacob Malcolm. Like I said, these are early numbers. Okay. Uh, he's, he came in at a plus 120. He's 6-2. I'm um, leaning. I think Nick will just grab the hell out of uh, Jacob. We'll see what happens. We have Jor Anderson Brito going up against Lucas Alexander. Uh, Brito is uh, Joel Anderson. Sorry, Joel Anderson. 13-3. Uh, I think he's 13-3-1 out of LFA. Um, and actually going to uh, lean towards him and his matchup there. We got Sam Hughes, baby. Straw weights. You know how I feel about straw weights. And again, like I said, I believe this is the order. I'm not sure. Uh, former, uh, now, Sam Hughes, she fought for the LFA strap versus Vanessa Donopolis, who's also in the UFC. Samantha Christian Hughes out of Davenport, Iowa. Davenport, Iowa. Now, her size, five foot five. You know how I feel about the five foot fivers and straw weight. You know, um, reach not a big reach advantage for her at 163 centimeters, but you know, I, five foot five. You know, it seems she's. You know, whenever I see that, we see uh, you know Jan, uh, Amanda Habas, 
uh, of course, um, Marina Rodriguez, about five six, five seven. Whenever I see that height, sometimes it doesn't mean anything, but I just I feel as though that's leaning towards flyweight range. I say that all the time. I don't know. I think that and Sam is well rounded. I think with Rodriguez, who is a formula uh, formerly of AFL, LFA. These are both LFA alumni. She is actually Vieira is actually former LFA strawweight champion. Um, you know that size. That you know it's it's. It's iffy for me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm very iffy with that size. I think that, um, and of course, um, Pieta, she has five finishes via strikes, three wins by decision, won the LFA title uh, in a war versus Lana Gutska. Y'all should know who she is. Gutska, yeah. At LFA 105, coming off the UD win over Kay Hansen. And we saw how she was with Kay Hansen in that grappling and transitioning out. But Kay is kind of, you know, she really... You know what I mean? Like she's small too. You know what I mean? She's same height, size, same height and reach and everything. Um, but Sam's, you know, with that size, I'm wondering. I uh, train out of Callis MMA, blue belt Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, as far as I know. Sam Hughes is. She was the underdog versus Leash Reed, one via uh, through ground and pound, two fight one streak. Uh, she was struggling at first, but she finds herself in the win column. Um, I'm leaning towards uh, Pieta should win. And that's why you got to listen to the podcast because, you know, you see the picks and you're like, oh, that's it. That's what he believes. Like, no, uh, you know, um, and, and Pieta, of course, is still undefeated. Minus 205 favorite. Uh, Sam Hughes is 7-4 LFA. I'm going to stick with Pieta Rodriguez. But, yeah, I, I would slide some change on Sam Hughes. Like I said, she can do a little bit of everything. She has been wrestling more. And I can see her actually wrestling Pitt is going to transition out of anything that uh, Sam does, but I just think those takedowns, the size, weight, she could probably hold Rodriguez down. We'll see. Um, but, you know, Sam and that striking, you know, it's, uh, you know, so we'll see. I would slide some change on the underdog, but I am going to, I think I'm going to stick with Pieta Rodriguez for that matchup there. We got CJ Vergara. This fool don't know how to make weight. Pitiful. Minus 205 favorite. I picked him a win from the early outset. He's still undefeated. It's like, oh, well, uh, Tatsuro Tahara, I'm sorry, he's undefeated. See, CJ's out of LFA also. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's, like L it's just another LFA card, right? Uh, Tatsuro out of Shudo, VTJ, and he, now in the UFC. He's a former Shudo flyweight champion, 22 years old. Um, three finishes via strikes, five wins by submission. Um, he is, he was actually went undefeated as an amateur as well. He is the favorite in this matchup here. I'm going with the favorites. We'll see what happens. You know, you come in heavy, you use your grappling, you know what I'm saying? You lean on your fight, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, it's like, who is it? Sarah McMahon said it's cheating. And it is cheating. It's cheating. It's unprofessional and it's cheating. He's on my, uh, you know. Yeah, knucklehead list. You're knucklehead. You missed weight. You knew full well you had a fight coming up. It's not short notice. Short notice, that's why I always try to find out all the information because I'm not going to trash someone who's coming in short notice. I'm not. But if Cub Swanson can cut all the way down, we he's in a, he was fighting a different weight class. If he can cut all the way down and make 135 on the dot, made championship weight, there's no excuses for He made championship weight. And again, Paul Felder, I go, everyone goes to Paul Felder, and Paul Felder always brings it up. If he can come in literally last minute, I mean, the beginning of the week, 
My man takes off his shirt because he got the Superman joint underneath. You know, he comes in like, oh, we need you need a fight car saved against a legend. Uh, uh, let me get up from this desk. Made weight. This dude's getting up from the desk. He should have been two sizes too big. You know, so two weight classes too big. Yet he comes in, makes the weight. There's no excuse. No one else has an excuse, man. So who knows? CJ might pull out the victory because he was cheating. I would sprinkle some change. Unfortunately, I would sprinkle some change on him just in case. But, yeah, uh, Tassero is my pick. So, And Mike Jackson versus Pete Rodriguez. Does anyone care out of Icon FC? If you don't know who Mike Jackson is, Mike Jackson is the one who uh, went to a no contest versus CM Punk. Every time somebody says, you you know, you who are you to say that, you, you know, anyone can beat a trained fighter. No one can beat a trained fighter. Your word, son? Word? <laughs> uh, seriously? Clearly don't know who CM Punk is. Who are these two? Because someone was like, why are they in the UFC? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea why. You know, he got 4-1 and 1-1 one because one I got gouged. Yeah. Um, no idea. No idea. And, you know, I'm like, watch all fights and everything. And, and, and I do this podcast. So I try to give people a heads up on who to keep their eyes on. Who who's at the end of the road and who you know probably shouldn't worry about, especially if you're betting, going further, and who should you should keep your eye on? These two? No. I mean, Rodriguez Pete might turn around. Pete might turn things around, but yeah, Mike got to go. Mike got to go. Someone was like he's friends with Because, you know, Pete's out of Jorge's icon, FC, so he's going to get an opportunity no matter what. But they were like, yeah, um, Mike is supposed to be cool with Mick Maynard, I think. Whatever, man. He shouldn't be there. Ain't that much cool in the world. But, yeah, the purpose of, real true purpose of this podcast is to give you a heads up with you, who you should just kind of, uh, you know, not worry about him. I mean, Misha and Alonzo, I hate to pick on light heavyweight because light heavyweight is struggling right now. But, you know, you know how I feel about the old timers. You know, 34, 35. Cub Swanson got to hang it up sooner or later, but I believe he still has some gas in the tank, so I'm not going to say him because I think he has some gas in the tank. Um, but one too many losses at Bantamweight, it's like, yeah, cut your losses and roll out, bro. It was great seeing him. He is a legend. Uh, well, like I said, if you, Brandon Rival, definitely keep your eyes on him when he comes back. Hopefully he makes a quick turnaround. Um, Brandon Rival, you need to keep your eyes on. Jonathan Martinez, I mean, I just don't know what's up with Jonathan. 16-4, I just don't know what's up with him. Definitely keep your eyes on the ladies who are headlining, of course. Very important fight. Uh, and Pieter Rodriguez versus Sam Hughes. Very important fight because Sam can't take too many losses. I mean, she's 7-4. It's not the end of the world. Uh, but strawweight is a very difficult division. And Pieter isn't going to be her. You know, she's going to struggle as well because strawweight is stacked on top. It was already stacked before. Now it's just becoming more stacked because UFC is just bringing them in. The ladies, you know, usually show up for a contender series, but they're bringing them in from, like, these are LFA alumni. They're bringing them in from Invicta. They're bringing them in from LFA. You know, it's it's crazy. So it's stacked on top of already stacked. Those are, oh, Rafael Asuncao over, and Victor uh, Henry. Man, speaking of WEC, he's also WEC alumni. I huh? forget about that fight. At Bantamweight, he's a WEC legend. 27, well, um, you know. 
Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, 27 and 9. He came in at the plus 250 underdog and going leaning with Victor Henry at 22 and 5. His record is he is a minus 335. The biggest favorite early starting out was actually Pete Rodriguez at a minus uh, 670 over Mike Jackson, who's a plus 460. So, yes. Um, these you know WEC alumni aren't going to be around much longer. It would be nice to see um, how that goes. Nick Maximoff, you want to keep your eyes on him at uh, middleweight. Okay. Um, no offense to the other fighters, but yeah, as far as and, and uh, Joe Anderson Brito, yeah, that man, boy, listen, yes, so keep your eyes on him. Um, yeah, there you go. I mean, Manny Martinez. Bantamweight, man. Men's Bantamweight. I said that someone, I think it was um, a girl, Nick, had asked, my homie Nicky, asked me about uh, the divisions. And, you know, my favorite was always straw weight, women's straw weight, and men's fly, featherweight. But, yeah, Bantamweight, you know, you see it on the timeline. It's tiresome because you think it's, like, people trolling or it's just some hipsters. But, yeah, men's Bantamweight is truly underrated across the board because that's i look at it across the board across promotion not just the ufc because ufc doesn't have all the divisions really to get look at light heavyweight is terrible men's heavyweight unless it's the ranked fighters it's pretty much trash um that's not the case in, in all the other promotions bantamweight is the men's bantamweight is the one promotion where throughout because see women's bantamweight is terrible but men's bantamweight no matter the promotion is pretty much and that's why i'm, I'm a big deal i'm big on featherweight for men because it's um yeah every promotion is pretty much stacked if coming in at 145 pretty much you're going to find a lot of talent in that division across the, no matter what the promotion is and of course women's straw weight there's all there's just so much talent in that division and it truly is the best women's division but like i said um women's flyweight you want to keep your eyes on women's flyweight that's who's headlining you want to keep your eyes on that division because, you know, again, look at these two women. They were formerly strawweights. You know what I'm saying? Flyweight because you have the bantamweights cutting down. You have the strawweights moving up into that division. So soon or later, flyweight is probably going to be the most dominant women's division, I believe, sooner or later. Because it's going to be, and then it's going to be very interesting to see that mix of former bantamweights cutting down and strawweights moving up. The talent of strawweights, because there's a lot of talent in that division. So you have the talent of strawweights clashing with these kind of larger, stronger women that are cutting down. It's going to be interesting. It's been interesting so far. So that is it for suspect picks for UFC Vegas 62.